0: This is Cruise Radio.
1: I cruise a lot, and I always sail with travel insurance. You should, too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com.
0: Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida.
2: This is
1: Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. A review of Carnival Horizon today. Richard is here with Cruise News. So over the weekend, uh, I got this bug to buy a drone. I saw someone at the beach with one, and I'm like, I got to get one of these things. So I was pricing them, and (laughs) they're not cheap. So I I went to Best Buy, and I picked one up, and I have a golf course behind my place. So I was learning how to fly it on the golf course. And then a couple of days ago, Carnival Elation was leaving. Now, if you remember, I got a drone a couple of years ago, and the the damn thing flew away from me, and I, I never saw it again. But this one has a GPS lock. It's really fancy. So uh, all this to say, if you want to see footage of Carnival Elation leaving, going under a bridge from 200 feet in the air, check out the Cruise Radio YouTube channel. I also posted it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. All that is Cruise Radio, too. So, all right. Richard is here with Cruise News. Hey, Richard. Hey, Doug. How are you? So last week we mentioned Carnival Horizon was at her new home port in Miami, Florida. Now Carnival Vista is at her new home port
0: of galveston texas and you know here's the thing ships are repositioned all the time it's not really a big deal but carnival does an amazing job of turning these repositionings of their ships into a big deal and You know, on a national level, you know, you sort of look at it and you're like, well, that's interesting, but it's, you know, doesn't impact me. It's not that big a deal. But what really matters is that they're getting a ton of local publicity. I guarantee you, if you live in one of these towns, if you live in Galveston, if you live in Miami, if you live in one of these ports when a new carnival ship comes in and they're throwing this big party and they've got celebrities and they're giving money to, to charity. You're going to see it everywhere. It's going to be on your local news, in your local newspaper, on your local radio show. And that translates into new passengers for them. You know, you've got hubby and wife sitting on the couch and they watch the TV. And this, this news story comes on about this big, gorgeous ship that just arrived. And they're like, hey, you know, we should think about going on that ship. I'll tell you, I think my favorite thing about this has been the – It's so big, I don't know if you call it this, but it's basically a bumper sticker that says choose fun that they put on the back of the ships. Mm -hmm. Whoever thought of that should get a raise immediately because that is fun and it's great and it's a a great, you know, you'll see photos of it everywhere. That's really smart.
1: So you have Carnival Vista, which is the flagship. You have um, Carnival Freedom and Carnival Valor now. So three Carnival ships year-round over in Galveston. And, of course, Horizon back in Miami. The blimp flew over when I was at the football game on, on Sunday. Did you take a picture and hashtag You it? know what? No, I didn't get a photo because tailgating was much more important than that. So no free cruise for you? No. Not this time. Maybe next time. Uh, so the Port of Tampa just reached a major milestone. Yeah, they just hit a million passengers coming through
0: in a year on a cruise on cruise ships. And it's important to recognize that this is cruise ship traffic. That's about 25% of the traffic that goes through the Port of Tampa is is cruise ships. The last time they got this close to a million was back in 2012. They hit 974,000 back then. So this was the first time that they've ever hit a million. Um, This is big on a lot of levels. For one thing, it shows how strong and vital the cruise industry really is, especially out of Florida. This also illustrates one of the ways in which Cuba has sort of changed the game because there are an awful lot of sailings from Tampa to Cuba. Carnival doubled their capacity because they added Miracle's Cuba Cuba sailings to those already being done by Paradise. And Royal Caribbean was seeing so much success with their Tampa to Cuba sailings that they moved a bigger ship there. So, you know, between that and the fact that recent developments in and around the port itself are really you know starting to come online now? It's pretty much assumed that the numbers are even going to go up from here. So next year, it's pretty likely that they're going to have an even bigger year. And while we're speaking of records, we should give a shout out because um, Norwegian Escape set a record as well. Up in Halifax, um, they became the highest passenger capacity vessel to ever visit the city. With um, when when the Escape arrived with four thousand two hundred and sixty six people on board. So that's a lot of people heading up there. And that's just one ship.
1: Royal Caribbean is expanding their smartphone app.
0: They're rolling out um, the app which we don't really know all of the things that it can do right now because they're still in the development phases. But this is the ninth ship it's being rolled out to. It's the uh, Brilliance of the Sea. It's also on Adventure of the Sea, Enchantment of the Sea, Independence of the Sea, Mariner of the Sea, Oasis of the Sea, Serenade of the Seas, and Symphony of the Seas. And I'd love to say that I had that memorized, but it's actually (laughs) written down in front of me. You know, obviously they are playing catch-up here because if you look at what Carnival's doing with the Hub app, it's kind of light years ahead of where Royal Caribbean is right now. Um the Hub app is really popular and they're starting they're they're always rolling out new things. You know, they've been doing that experiment to have pizza delivered anywhere if you're on the horizon that they'll probably eventually roll out to other things. So, it's it's a little bit surprising. The app is still being developed, so not all of the features are available on all of the ships. But it is expected to continue to roll out to the other ships in the fleet. You know, no dates on that yet, but
1: we'll see it happening in the future. Carnival Cruise Line said that more staterooms are the future moving forward.
0: Lisa McCabe, who is the director of the hotel refurbishment section at Carnival, was doing an interview with Passenger Ship. And she basically said what we all sort of know, and that is that when they go in and do a major dry dock and a major refurb, a lot of times they look to add staterooms. For example, we know that when Carnival Triumph goes into Dry Dock early next year, by the time it comes out as sunrise, they're going to be adding something like 115 staterooms. Now, the reason they don't really talk about this much is that, of course, upsets people. You're taking space from somewhere in order to get these extra rooms. But a lot of times what they do is they figure out ways to eliminate redundancies, and they also add at the same time New venues, you'll see them also get rid of some spaces that either aren't really used or that there's two spaces that they can combine to use one space. They know that it's important that even as they are adding more passengers to the ship, they have to have room on that ship and things for the people to do, because if you get on a ship and you're feeling crowded – Then, you know, you're not going to have a good time and you're not going to be a repeat customer, which is one of the most important things is building brand loyalty and getting people to come back on the ship. I think it's always interesting every time you talk to people on the show when you're doing reviews with them, one of the things you always ask them is how does the ship feel on a sea day when basically everyone is on that ship? No one can go anywhere. Does it feel crowded? And that's the important thing is they have to keep that balance between adding more ships, which means more money for them, obviously, and giving those people something to do and some place to go while they're on board
1: I'm kind of worried about what the Carnival Triumph refurb going to Carnival Sunrise is going to be like, because I am not impressed with the whole dining situation on Carnival Sunshine. I just think it's way too crowded. And they are adding like 115 staterooms, I believe, to Carnival. So they're increasing the capacity of the Carnival Sunrise. So um, I don't know. I'm just, if you're trying to eat on the Lido deck on Carnival Sunshine, it's a disaster right now.
0: I agree. And, and you know, it's it is going to be interesting to see because... That is crucial. You're spending a lot of money on this. They're spending, what, $200 million Mm -hmm. on this refurbishment, and you don't want to sink $200 million into this and have people get on it and say, wow, that was a bad experience. So hopefully they're taking that all into account and will make sure that by the time you get on board, you will have a good experience.
1: Listener question today comes from Ron. You can email your listener questions, doug at cruiseradio.net. Have you had any experience with Wonderland on Royal Caribbean? It looks like a fun culinary experience. Would you suggest doing it on our anniversary night or is it too noisy? It is
0: the best culinary experience I've ever had on a cruise ship. And that's including like chef tables and things like that. The one caveat I would give you is... If you or your significant other are a picky eater, it might not be the right experience because it is a little experimental. There's some you know gastropub stuff going on. there's things that they you know lift lift a a, a, a bowl and smoke comes out and there's deconstructed this and reconstructed that. And it is a wonderfully unique culinary experience. My experience was on Anthem of the Seas. Um, the way the restaurant was laid out there, it was not at all loud. Um, and then there was a pretty big party in the restaurant at the same time as me. I think there was a party of like 16 or something. And I did not find it loud at all. But like I said, it's it's an amazing experience. I highly recommend it to anyone with the caveat that if you're a picky eater, eh, maybe not, because it is a limited menu and it's kind of a, a, a foodie menu.
1: On embarkation day, you know, you should probably drop by there and talk to the restaurant manager and ask them for maybe like a table for two by the window to make the event kind of special too.
0: Definitely. And I was not celebrating a special event, and I was dining by myself, and it felt like a special event. The the servers there, um, everything is really taken to the next level. It just really is a, a pretty incredible experience, and, and I, I can't wait to do it again. So I, I really look
1: forward to it. You mentioned it's like kind of a, a like a whimsical menu, I guess, is what um, to borrow from Dr. Seuss again. Um, but can you research the menu, or is it different every sailing? You can basically
0: research it. I'm sure they they update it every now and then, mm-hmm. but um, you can go online and you can find copies of it. What What I did was um, uh, it's but the menu is broken down into sections that are things like, you know, earth and wind or fire and sun, whatever. Um, I basically went in and I put my fate in the hands of the servers. I was like, you know, put together the menu that you think I would like. And it's 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 one price no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just said, you know, they they asked me a couple of questions. What do you like? What do you not like? And then I just sat back and let them bring me so much Food. The one thing I will demand is that if you go to this restaurant and you are a chocolate fan, you have got to order the world for dessert. It's it's just an amazing uh, – it's a, it's a ball of chocolate sitting on top of a pool of Rice Krispies and then they pour hot caramel over it and it melts and there's ice cream and it all just turns into some delicious Latinus mess and it's one of the best things i've ever eaten in my life
1: well now that you spoiled the reveal
0: yeah right yeah, yeah i did but good one eh. <laughs> yeah well that's me send your send your hate mail to me
1: all right well uh, richard as always first off ron happy anniversary enjoy your cruise my friend and richard thanks for uh dropping by again oh anytime love doing it
0: if you have an Amazon Alexa-enabled device, ask her to enable
2: the Cruise Radio News Skill so you can get daily updates anytime, straight from Cruise Radio. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean
1: and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through cruisingexcursions.com. Why cruising excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, but why not? So whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist cruisingexcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. So Tom just returned from the inaugural Miami sailing of Carnival Horizon and he joins us on the line. What's up, Tom? How you doing? Good, man. So excited to hear about Horizon. I've been on her a couple of times, but it's been a few months. So I'm wondering kind of the changes and everything since then. Um, So before we get to Carnival Horizon, give me some pre-cruise thoughts, because, I mean, the ship's been out for about six months at this point.
2: I kind of knew what to expect. I mean, I was expecting a Vista experience, been on the Vista before, and it didn't disappoint. I mean, it's pretty much the carbon copy of the Vista with a few changes, Love the change. It went from the Red Frog Pub to the Pig & Anchor Bar, mm-hmm. and a lot better experience in there. If you like to have the pub feel with the the craft brews, very good experience. Um, everything else is pretty close to exact, so if people have been on the Vista, they're going to know what to expect when they're getting on the horizon.
1: How was your uh, embarkation at Port Miami?
2: Easy. Yeah. Easy as pie. Um, however, disembark. <laughs> One of the worst I've ever been involved in.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while. Um,
2: <laughs> okay. So you
1: you make your way on board Carnival Horizon. Like, what were your first impressions stepping into the atrium?
2: Unique, very unique. Uh, their atrium uh, is very popular. Yeah. Uh, they got that atrium bar with the uh, th- like the LED lighting where it changes. People seem to love that. They got the um, the stage in there that people love to. It's different entertainment. It's a uh, keyboardist it's a violinist it's a little production you know and they got the bar there and people just people eat that up and very cool nice atmosphere very clean smelled nice it's very good
1: what's the first thing you did once you got on board
2: personally i went up i ran i literally ran up to the gym as fast as i could Mm -hmm. um it wasn't i i got in there and i thought to myself this doesn't look like it's ready because there was no one in there Mm -hmm. uh there was no music or anything in there uh, but I ripped off three miles. The gym was awesome, very cool. A lot of treadmills, so people who like to work out don't be afraid. Get right on Carnival Horizon. You know, it's funny.
1: Uh, over, gosh, close to a thousand interviews I've done at this point, and not one has said they went straight to the gym when they got on board.
2: <laughs> well, see, see, I know me, and I know that I'm going to be like overindulging in like <laughs> cakes and pies and. Beers and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I got to get at least three miles in because I've got a goal set for the end of the year. If I don't do that, I'm going to feel like I'm never going to make it. So right. had to do it, and it feels good too. Like you get done, you're like, wow, it oh, yeah. feels just a lot, lot better.
1: Did you do the um the stairs the rest of the cruise? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I hardly ever take the elevator. I I will if I have to. Like if if it's if it's like deck one to deck ten or something, I'll do it uh, just because I too lazy sometimes, (laughs) but for the most part, yes, I'll do the stairs.
1: Gotcha. Uh, What kind of room did you have on this sailing, and what did you think of it?
2: I was on deck one, and I had a window room. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you know, it's normal, whatever. So I go in there, and I I realized there was an extra door. I'm like, what is going on here? So I opened up the extra door. It was like a second bathroom. Mm -hmm. So it was a tub with a shower and a sink, no toilet or anything. The other bathroom was a full bathroom shower no tub sink and toilet so it was like a split bathroom but the rest was normal the window's big the one complaint i will have if you're on deck one and you try to take a nap during the one of the days you're bound to hear construction or working going on below you
1: yeah
2: yeah so if you if you like to take naps in the day maybe try to avoid deck one
1: where on the ship were you
2: pretty close to mid i mean yeah it was towards the back, but I had to walk pretty far to get to my room. So I'd say it's right on the cusp of mid and rear.
1: There's probably a workshop down there um, around mid because I on the transatlantic I was pretty low and about in the same area, and I heard all kind of banging all hours of the
2: day. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. I heard. I'm like, yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> right. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, the bed was comfortable. Um, the room was. I'm a person who needs it to be cold. I can't have it just to be like lukewarm. Mm-hmm. And when I had that air conditioner on the lowest thing, I had to have the blankets over me, and that's not normal. Props to Carnival for having proper air conditioning because I've been on ships where they can't they can't get the air conditioning right. Yeah, and uh, I was very happy about that. I know a lot of people wouldn't be, but if you like it cold, you won't have a problem on this ship.
1: Now, down there on deck one, is that a is that a porthole or a regular window?
2: Big square window. Okay. Um, and I could even sit in the windowsill. Nice. And I'm a big guy. I'm about 250 pounds, so All right. it's not just for kids.
1: <laughs> gotcha. You can put
2: your bags up there if you wanted to. You, could, I mean, you could do whatever. It's, a, it's an extra storage space, really, if you don't care about seeing outside.
1: Yeah, for sure. How was the dining on board?
2: Well, I went to the main dining room once. Mm-hmm. Uh, good service. It took a little longer than I'd like. I mean, it's two hours for the main dining room. I think that's a little excessive. Yeah. The food was good. The buffet was—I think because it was a two-day sailing—that they had like a limited, a limited menu in the buffet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had their normal, their pizzas, and then of course, guys, yeah, kicked, knocked it out of the park. I mean, it was—I only—I tried to limit myself, but really good hamburgers. I mean, yeah. you can only get them between uh, twelve and six, though. So, yeah, so it was—it was good, though. I mean, the food was great. They ran out of filet mignon, Oh boy. So. <laughs> so there were some upset people, but I guess if he really wanted it that bad, he could have went to Fahrenheit. So
1: you have the Red Frog Pub on Vista, and you have Guy's Brew House on Horizon. Did you feel like there was a different vibe between the two?
2: Definitely. Yeah. I was a big one, too, because the lighting's different. The atmosphere's different. The color scheme is different. Uh, the layout is different. There's no bar games at all. Mm-hmm. There's no mini shuffleboard. There's no, I don't know what else they had, darts or whatever, foosball, nothing like that. Um, so if you're there, you're really there to like socialize and talk to people and have fun with the bartenders and drink craft beers. And they've got a menu. They've got a menu. You can order food anytime. So if you mm-hmm. want ribs or if you want whatever, you can order it off the menu and they'll bring it to you. Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, the, the barbecue doesn't necessarily have to be open for you to get it. So it's a little bit different. I got the growler. Those are limited edition. I got the last one, 65 bucks. They'll fill it with four beers. And then it's seventeen to fill it for the rest of the cruise, so it's a pretty good value if you like beer.
1: Yeah, that's not bad at all. So you're pretty yeah. much getting like what one free beer? Is that what it boils down to? Whenever you're pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Okay. Mm-hmm. Other areas of the ship. Um, did you spend any time like, uh, you know, Havana Bar at all, or or up or did you walk back to the Havana Retreat?
2: Couldn't do Havana Retreat. I did go to the Havana Bar for a little while. Uh, but probably about 30 minutes. I like the music in there. I like the vibe. The atmosphere is really cool. I saw the retreat from above. Looked like people were having a killer time. There's hardly anybody out there. So, I mean, it must have been paradise. Mm-hmm. I mean, because when you went up to the, like, the the rear pool or the mid pool, kids and people everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you're something, somebody who wants to have that exclusive experience, uh, consider that Havana area because it was really, really empty.
1: <laughs> H- have you priced the? What would you say the premium is on those Havana cabins? About four hundred bucks.
2: Eh, I'd give it a little bit more than that. Yeah. I'd go maybe even. I'd go even up to maybe eight
1: per wow. person. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen them. It depends on when you go. Mm-hmm. If you're comparing it just to a straight up balcony, yeah, and not like any other anything else. I mean, you're probably going to pay about a. You're going to probably pay about a twenty percent bump. Hmm. Really. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, it depends on how you use the ship. Some people, they're going to be in the casino or whatever. It doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. if you love sitting by the pool and having an exclusive bar and all that, I mean, that it comes in handy if you like that kind of stuff.
1: The only time I've ever been back there is um, after 7, I guess, when it's open to the public. Yeah, of course um yeah. but before the, oh, i've snuck back there a couple of times during the sailing yeah. but i mean yeah. other than that like i've you know legitimate time has been like after seven o'clock and i could totally see the allure of booking that because you're right i mean there's maybe a hundred lawn chairs out there and yeah. maybe 20 people in them
2: exactly yeah that's exactly what i saw if yeah. that if that I was shocked i was like is that active i was like i was kind of i i was like it must be but Man, there was nobody back there. So I mean, for people who love sitting by the pool and and, and just sitting around and relaxing and having that exclusive service and everything, it's really a some carnival really, you know, I think they kind of took it from Norwegian the Haven, but it's kind of like mm-hmm. on a smaller scale, different atmosphere type thing with a Vanna style. So yeah, yeah I mean, what it's was, it's
1: What was the good. vibe around the uh, like the Lido deck pool?
2: chaos really i mean it depends on what time you went there but i mean there was just tons of people tons of kids i'm not a family man so i mean i'm probably a little snobbish when it comes to this but there was there was a lot of a lot of kids and hard to find a deck chair if you if you wanted to be right by the pool and even if you did there was a lot of noise and activities and people running past you and back and forth back and forth so it was, I mean, fun. Got movies playing out there. They had Black Panther. They had Han Solo. They had all the, the hits. I mean, even speaking of movies, they had the, in the theater, they had current movies. They had the House and the Clock on the Walls. So that's in theaters right now. They had that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but, but if you're talking about just strictly the pool, they had they had it going on. I mean, it was, it was popping. Drink service was going. Fun fun for family fun.
1: As far as the um I know it was a 2-day cruise so you basically went from Miami to Nassau and back but during the transit times when you actually were at sea how was it as far as crowds and congestion?
2: Smooth once people got kind of in their routine the photo area seemed to be crowded all the time and I think that's because of Pig and Anchor and then you had the uh, coffee shop right there mm-hmm. but all the different locations in terms of nobody was ever in the sports bar it's was kind of crazy. Um, there was a few people in there for the Jets and Browns game, but maybe because it was Jets and Browns, it wasn't as crowded as I thought it would be. <laughs> Casino was kind of empty. I'm not sure what people were expecting from the two day cruise because it, it was kind of hard to get to pinpoint what people were doing or what they wanted to be doing.
1: I was pricing that sailing, and it was—I mean, it was like 169 or, or 189 yeah. or whatever. So yeah. I'm sure yeah. that you're going you are not—you're not, not going to get a lot of the big—the big ballers on there, you know? No ballers. And not the, that uh, I
2: saw, anyways. And I've I went on the casino cruise on the on the uh, Conquest, and mm-hmm. man, they were some. I mean, you're talking about ballers. I was seeing guy. One guy was rolling twenty thousand dollars a roll on on uh, craps. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> the uh, that that casino bar is, or not casino bar. The uh, the Skybox Sports Bar is kind of in a weird yeah. spot too, though.
2: It is, it is. And I actually, when I did the survey, I told them, I'm like, look, that that bar's fine. It, it, it's totally fine. It's it's yes, it is in a weird spot. It's kind of like out in the middle of nowhere. It's like between the comedy theater in the casino which I think they wanted to be a part of the casino mm-hmm. but they didn't want people to go in there and have to smell smoke so I think that's why they put it a little bit down the hall Yeah, but you got it they had, they had volleyball on there in one night and I'm like you got the baseball over here on the small TV and I said look just put the premier sport on the main TV no matter what I don't care if there's nobody in there P- bring people in there I was like I'm not going to sit in here by myself I, <laughs> so that's the one that you're right I mean it is kind of in a weird location because if you look at the other ships They've got it right at the cor- corner of the casino. It's like an offshoot of the casino. Yeah. So it's it's like part of that. Like it seems like it's a lot. It's full all the time. But I think they've got the casino bar now, and the casino's built around it, and that's I think why they put the sports bar down the hall. They don't want people to have to smell. The smoke that does come from the casino
1: yeah and i was going to ask That's you my, about that, that because theory. like you were saying the the casino bar is dead smack in the middle of the casino on horizon so when you're walking like on the outskirts either forward like in the atrium or aft of it like going backwards um did the smoke linger at all
2: if you were in the atrium you wouldn't be able to smell it mm-hmm. if you were walking towards the casino and you're sensitive to smoke, you will be able to smell it. Yeah. Um, it was a complaint that mm, I heard. It wasn't something that was like in my face. And I And I'm not a smoker, so mm. I don't like it. Uh, I tolerate it because I do like casinos. And um, But yes, you atrium, if you're close by the casino or walking towards it or near it, you'll be able to smell it. Now, if you, you're at the sports bar, probably not unless you're super sensitive because it's Pretty far down
1: yeah. from the casino.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're talking probably a good 100 feet, really. If you're in the casino, you're in it. You can smell it. It's, it's in your face, no matter where you're on the casino. Uh, so you went to yeah. Nassau.
1: Did you do anything in Nassau? No.
2: Nope. I got off the ship, and I was about to go to Pirate Republic, and I realized halfway there that I had my wallet. Oh boy. So I just walked back to the ship, and I stayed on. So I didn't. I've been in Nassau so many times, I can't, I can't do anything there without money.
1: Did a lot of people get off the ship there?
2: I would say no, tons of people, tons of people in the pool, tons of people in the back, restaurants, buffet, whatever, lots of people, so no, I would say I would say maybe forty percent got off the ship
1: so you make your way back to port miami let 's talk about disembarkation. You said it was a disaster what happened
2: i don't know i don't know if it was carnival's fault, uh, probably not because they were trying to get people off, and then all of a sudden. Uh, it was like we we uh, they made an announcement. We have stopped disembarkation. We're just, just stay where you're at. Enjoy the pool or enjoy wherever you are. It was the latest I've ever got off a ship. I got off at 1130. Jeez. When I got down into the facility to get off, there were, I think, five or six customs workers, and just the lines were out of control. Uh, it was crazy, and I've done it... I did a transatlantic last year that went to, came into Orlando. I thought that was the worst, and maybe it still is, but it was it was right up there. It was close, and it, it, every time that happens, I'm always like, "Oh man, this makes me not want to do a short cruise because it's almost not worth it to have to wait in lines like that." But you got to yeah, my- do what you got to do when it comes to the government, you know?
1: Yeah, no, totally. Um, I had a friend who had a two o'clock flight out of Fort Lauderdale, and you know, you figure. You get off in the morning. You're, it's a pretty safe bet, booking a 2 o'clock flight on disembarkation day. Absolutely. And um, she she didn't get off the ship until 12.15. <sighs> yeah. Jeez. I don't think they even started embark until like 2.30.
2: Yeah. Yeah, They couldn't have. There's yeah. no way because even when I got off, I still had to wait in the long line. And right when I was getting off, they were saying, hey, just stick where you're at. Chill out. So I could have just kept sitting there. But I wanted to get home and start – I'm a football fan. I wanted to watch football. I missed I missed a good hour of the games. Mm. You know, no big deal. But I expected to be home at 1030 at the latest, and I'd live maybe an hour from the port.
1: Do you have any first-time tips to offer people sailing Carnival Horizon?
2: Get to the port early. You know, Carnival tries to tell you to be there at 1 or 2 or 3 or whatever time. Just get early. Get there early. You know, you're going to get on the ship probably by noon. You might have to wait in the line a little bit longer just because you got there early. A lot of people are getting there early now. So I'd get there early. That would be my tip. If you like beer, go to the Pig & Anchor. Grab yourself a growler if you can get one. Good value if you don't have the drink package.
1: If you could tell Carnival Cruise Line anything good or bad about Carnival Horizon, what would you say?
2: There's not so much to be said about it being bad. I mean, there wasn't really anything that really stuck out to me that was like, oh, this is terrible or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I would say is... For sports fans, it's very important to have sports on in the sports bar. Not not a documentary about some long lost team or something. Not volleyball. You want to? I mean, even if you're a fringe sports fan, you want to have one of the main sports up. Even if it was hockey. Yes. Yeah. You can't ha- go in there and have volleyball on the big screen with the volleyball over the big uh, the sound. No one's going to be in there. So I don't know if that was their goal, but I would just tell Carnival, hey, try to focus a little bit, get a little bit more focused on your sports if you're going to have a nice sports bar for everybody. so
1: Yeah, they like to say, oh, well, it's the NFL package. It's so much, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, you're, you're charging your guests $200 to go to Atlantis for the day. Take a little bit of that and get some NFL programming on there.
2: Absolutely right. Yeah. You cannot watch games no longer in your room. Yeah, that sucks too. Yeah, a yeah, big time. Yeah, for big sure. Um,
1: okay, well, uh, final thoughts of Carnival Horizon.
2: A great ship. I think Carnival's newer ships are really bringing their reputation up and back to being, like, up there on par with Norwegian and Royal in terms of quality across the board. And you can tell that that's happening with their price structure. I mean, if you compare a summer cruise between Royal Caribbean's Allure or Royal Caribbean's Harmony and... Carnival Vista or Carnival Horizon now, Mm -hmm. the price points are almost exactly the same, where there used to be more value or less spending when it came to Carnival. Mm -hmm. Not so much anymore. So if you're looking to kind of try something new, a little different atmosphere with like a fun party, let loose a little bit, try something new type thing, Carnival might be the way to go, honestly.
1: All right. Tom, thanks for giving your review, man. I appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure. A big
1: question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance?
0: Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your
2: announcer. Sick of being upsold at gyms. (laughs)